Hello, Journey family. Thank you for joining us uh, this weekend. We're excited to bring a Thanksgiving message this weekend uh, leading up to Thanksgiving, uh, which is coming fast, which means uh, November is just flying through. Uh, we hope you and your family have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we're so excited that you're here tonight. Do want to talk about a couple of things, though. Uh, we really do believe that we're better together in small groups of people. Uh, small groups meet every single week. Uh, do have a couple changes for this next week, though. Young adults will not meet on Friday the 24th uh, because of the holiday, because of Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, the young adults group will not meet Friday the 24th. All other groups that meet on Tuesdays, uh, they will go as scheduled uh, this coming week. Just wanted to make that announcement and that change. Let's talk about a couple things. Uh, Let's talk about these man buckets. We've got quite a bit of items over here now, but uh, there's still time. You can still bring some in tomorrow if you're going to join us for the Sunday service. You can also bring them in Monday through Wednesday, Monday through Wednesday of this coming week. You can bring stuff in 8.30 to 5.30. Uh, We'll be out of the office Thursday and Friday, but you can bring those in, and we're going to deliver these sometime uh, this week or maybe next weekend. Uh, Not sure yet, but a lot of stuff in those baskets are in that bucket over there already, and we're excited to uh, give these out. So if you want to help with that, you can uh, find me or Bobby. We'll get in touch with you later this week, and if you want to help deliver those too, uh, that would be awesome. We are putting the buckets together after service tomorrow, so if you're coming to the Sunday service and you'd like to stick around afterwards, uh, we might order some pizza or something. Not sure yet. We're going to kind of see who sticks around, but if you want to help put those together, that'll be tomorrow following service. And uh, Christmas is coming very soon. Like I said, Thanksgiving is going to happen this next week, and Christmas is going to be here before we know it. So we do have one announcement about the holiday. Uh, The Cynthia Christmas tree lighting is always uh, the first Friday of December, I believe. Uh, This year, it happens to be the first of December. We're going to be downtown handing out some free hot chocolate as they do the Christmas tree lighting. Uh, A couple ways you can help. You can give to the tie jug. You can give cash and check to cover cost of hot chocolate and cups. And you can also volunteer. So uh, look out for a table over here after all of this stuff is cleared out next weekend. Uh, You can look for a sign-up sheet there, uh, leave your name and number, and uh, we will get in touch with you on how you can help with that. Uh, It's a small thing, but uh, we're going to be meeting down there at 5.30 and serving at 6 o'clock. So if you want to join us for that and get in the Christmas spirit, uh, that would be awesome as well. We've got some other things we're going to be announcing here next weekend uh, regarding our uh, Christmas outreach and a couple other things, uh, so stay tuned for those as well. We're taking a pause in the Momentum series, and we're doing a Thanksgiving message called It's Nice to Be Nice, and it really is true. Uh, No matter where you're going to spend Thanksgiving, uh, the message is still true that God loves us and God loves people, and uh, we really should do the same. Excited for this message and excited for uh, the weekend, but before we begin, I'd like to pray. Would you bow with me, please? Father, we thank you. Uh, We thank you for feelings of gratitude and thankfulness. And uh, God, I pray that we would recognize it's it's not just around this time of the year that we should uh, feel that way about the blessings that you give us and about the family and friends that we're so blessed to have in our lives. And uh, God, I pray that you would remind us this weekend that it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. And all of God's people said, amen.
All right, guys. Uh, let me begin with uh, let me begin with a passage in the Bible that I want to start tonight with, and tomorrow I'll do the same. Psalm 100. Probably we could put this on about every napkin at every table and every plate everywhere in the world for Thanksgiving would be a good idea. Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And then everybody said, yeah, amen. He is faithful, and his love does endure through every Thanksgiving that you can remember. And we should each be grateful. That really is a place for every Thanksgiving to begin, that I am grateful for God, and I hope that you are. I hope that you're grateful that God's love endures forever. Every Thanksgiving should include something about God, because God makes everything possible. It is never the majority rule. It is God rules. It is never democracy wins. It is theocracy. God wins. Theos. So even as our culture tries to push us during holidays away from what is really true, that God makes everything possible. Even though our culture is trying to push us away from that thought, it really is nice to be nice, and that will never end. So I'm going to begin this outline with you, uh, a little different outline with a little different twist. There really is lots for us to be grateful about, food and family and football. If you've got a roof over your head and shelter, you're really blessed. If anything good happens in life, it really is from Jesus. It is nice to be it is nice to be nice, so in addition to your turkey and dressing and my message this weekend, I want to share this little video for you to watch. For Thanksgiving dinner to a wrong number, now bringing complete strangers together. And tonight, a Valley teenager says this texting mistake has actually turned into a viral outpouring of love. ABC 15's Joe Martels has the story. Somebody pick up. The holidays can be a stressful time. Getting the whole family together can be tough, especially when you have the wrong number. I was sitting in class and I get this random text from a random group chat and it was uh, someone's grandma inviting me over for Thanksgiving. 17-year-old Jamal Hinton was in class Monday when his phone started blowing up. The text came in reading, dinner is at my house on Thanksgiving, 3 p.m. Let me know if you're coming. I text back and I say, who's this? And she was like, your grandma. And I was thinking, hey, my grandma got a new number, so why not ask for a picture? 
The picture came in not Jamal's grandma. Jamal fired back a selfie just to confirm she did not have the right person. We established that we weren't related, but I said, hey, why not ask for a plate since the offer was there? To Jamal's shock, the offer just as sweet as ever. Of course you can. That's what grandmas do. Feed everyone. I think that's crazy that People can actually connect and be so nice to each other, even with people they don't even know. Jamal posted the chance encounter online, and it's gone viral, shared hundreds of thousands of times. People online proclaiming her everyone's grandma. Jamal says a lady only known as grandma at this point is the example we should all set this Thanksgiving. By the way, he will be taking her up on her offer. Joe Bartels, ABC 15 News. <laughs> So it's nice to be nice. Amen? Yeah, the grandma who invited the wrong grandson. That was seven years ago. And they have been meeting every year the last seven years. This will be year number eight. Uh, they live in Arizona. The grandma who invited the wrong grandson lives in Arizona. It has now become contagious, and she has even invited others who are not her grandchildren to come and join them and made it public, and there are some Airbnbs in Prescott, Arizona, which have made it possible for people who really want to come and share Thanksgiving with Grandma, who's really not their Grandma. Uh, they're they're making that they're making that possible for people, people like you and I. It really is nice to be nice, and so Happy Thanksgiving, 2023. And even better than the turkey and the ham and the trimmings that we all want to work on, it really is the best thing about Thanksgiving, and not just a holiday on the calendar, is that we can practice this idea that it's nice to be nice to everybody all the time. And we can really do this. We really, all of us can really do this, even though, as I said, our culture tries to push us away from one another and these ideas that, what Thanksgiving is really about is God and that we be grateful for what God has done for us so much so that we try to do things for others, even people that we're not related to, even if we've texted the wrong grandson. Maybe you should set another plate at your table and invite someone in. Say amen. It's kind of the truth. And so people like us need a little help. Probably you do too, because we can be stubborn and we can be difficult. And uh, there is a website that I would suggest that if you've never seen it, you might check it out. And it's called hegetsus.com. And it really does tell stories that people today who don't go to church or they really don't have a connection with the church, they might understand better who Jesus is. So that's why I'm doing Thanksgiving a little different. I want you to have your turkey and ham, and I want you to have your family and football, but I want you also to understand that as we begin with Psalm 100 and say that God makes everything possible, he also makes Jesus possible. He's our son, or he's God's son and our Savior, and we should share that good news with everybody just like we, just like we share turkey and ham and dressing at Thanksgiving. And we should do that every single day and not be stubborn and not be... Uh, difficult when it comes to telling others about what really we're most thankful about. If you have a relationship with Jesus, you are blessed, period. Now say amen. 
I don't know how big your turkey is going to be or how many slices of ham you're going to eat. But I'm just telling you guys, if you have a Jesus relationship, you are already blessed. And we ought to already be grateful. And we ought to be so grateful that we choose to be nice. And the best way to be nice to others is make sure that they too can figure out how Jesus is for them. This word uh, stubborn and dull and sluggish and dense, talking about we have this mental fog about us, really describes our culture that sometimes thinks that uh, Thanksgiving really is just like every other holiday, and it's not. Every day of life that you're alive and that we have a Jesus relationship that makes it possible that we can be with God and our family and others forever, it really is something to celebrate, not just one day a year, but every day of our life. And uh, so let me start with a verse here. Let me start with a verse or two of Scripture, and maybe that will help and you know, maybe you guys will follow along with me, but we really are blessed better than turkey and ham and all the trimmings that go along with it if we have a Jesus relationship. Second Corinthians chapter 3 says, But people's minds, like you and I, get kind of foggy and fuzzy, and so sometimes it says that our minds are hardened. That Greek word in the NIV, hardened, means dull or sluggish. And to this day, whenever the Old Covenant, a relationship with God, is being read, the Old Testament, Moses' law, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And the truth is, if you have a Jesus relationship, and you have a relationship with God because of Jesus, the veil can be removed by believing in Christ. Say amen. So we really and truly are blessed if you have a relationship with God through Jesus. Now you can use Jeff Foxworthy or you can use Bobby D or you can read it out of your Bible. But I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes all of us are sluggish and dull and stubborn and unwilling to change. And if you're the wrong grandma calling the wrong grandson and you invite them anyway then you probably discovered what I'm talking about. That it really is nice to be nice and that if God is someone who, uh, who is for you, he's also for others and we can invite them to the table. And that is something that we should really at Thanksgiving be thinking about. So I want you to grab a Bible maybe and um, let's look at Matthew 9. And let's look at these passages that I've got. I've got several different passages. Matthew 9 is one that we'll look at and put on the screen, verse 35 through 38. And uh, let's see if we can capture three or four takeaways. What are, the, what are the three things that we learned? You know, when Kentucky wins a basketball game or they lose a football game and I think they're playing tonight, I try to jump online. And I'll try to find the Herald Leader, the Lexington paper, because all those sports writers, they give me three things that we learned from this game tonight. And, the, and so the sports editors and writers tell us what we should remember from this game, this win or loss. So I'm going to give you four tonight, just as if it was a sports event, just like a, a basketball or football game. And I'm going to give you these four things about Thanksgiving that we really ought to know. Uh, because of Jesus. 
And I hope you're not going to be difficult. Say difficult, like Jeff Foxworthy. I, I hope your your butter hadn't slid off your biscuit yet. I hope you're still with me. So come on now. Let's see why is it I'm so happy. You know, I I hope that you're aware of it's not. It's more than just my team winning or my ham and turkey and dressing and trimmings or how many members of my family I get to eat with. What really makes Thanksgiving terrific is that that we have a relationship with God, and if anything good happens in life, it's from Jesus, and we ought to all be grateful because his love endures forever, and Psalm 100 is true, and so before you dive into the gravy on Thursday or Friday or Saturday or whatever day it is that you stick your fork in it and say, let's go, before you do that, you should bow your head and thank the good Lord that that his love endures forever, for all generations, and it does for us today. And if it's nice to be nice, and if we believe that, we want to tell somebody else. So that's the four things that I'm going to talk about in Matthew chapter 9. Here's four takeaways. If you follow Jesus and you realize that you're already blessed because you have a Jesus relationship, here's the four things I want to share with you that's uh, in this text tonight. First thing you got to do at Thanksgiving and every day whether it's Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, or every day of your life, after you figure out that God is for you and not against you and Jesus is your best friend, you got to leave behind some of the familiar things. Jot that down. Now, some of you are not jotting anything down, so that's okay. It's on the screen. You can look at it. Some of you are already stuck right now because you're not changing. I'm not going to be able to guide you through some kind of idea, but I'm just telling you right now, if you have Thanksgiving on Thursday like you always have Thanksgiving, you're going to miss the point. You've you got to bow your head, and it's got to be more than biscuits and gravy and turkey and dressing and ham on the plate. Say amen? you really got to decide, I'm going to be nice no matter what, and I want other people, the best way to be nice, it goes past and beyond well, just, you know, just pass the plate and pass the gravy. It goes beyond that. It is that we got, we've really got to take it on as our mission to tell other people who Jesus really is, who God really is, and how grateful we are that we have a Jesus relationship. So you've got to let go of some of the safe and familiar thanksgivings that you've always had. Oh, we're going to go see my family or we're going to drive out of town, or we're going to go see a movie. All of that's great stuff. But if you're really going to be nice to other people who don't know that God is nice, if you're really going to, if you're really going to try to do this and make Thanksgiving different, you've got to let go of some of the safe and familiar thoughts and ideas that you always have every Thanksgiving all of your life, and it begins with just listening to what Jesus says about following him. He says you're going to have to leave behind some of the familiar things that you already know. That's hard to do. I, I, like, my, I like my turkey and dressing just the way mom fixes it. I like it just the way Connie fixes it. I like the menu that I have on. I like it the way it is. And it's pretty hard for me to decide that I'm going to let go of some of this. But you've got to decide to let go because it might be a better version of your Thanksgiving than you ever imagined. So don't be dull or stubborn or difficult. Don't get stuck, as I said a moment ago. Don't get stuck with what we've always done. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, Jesus went through all the towns and villages. He didn't just pick one or two. 
he didn't he didn't pick the favorite families that he's going to talk to or favorite people. He went everywhere, and he had to. He had to go where everybody was, and we have to be willing to maybe give up some of the cherished kind of ideas about our own personal thanksgivings that's just for us and be aware and look around of others. Following Jesus most effectively, partnering with him means that we leave that safe circle of, around our little familiar table with family and friends or church that we grew up in that's hard to do. It's hard for all of us. It's hard for us to let go of our politics or let go of the religion that we inherited or the traditions that we've always practiced. There's nothing wrong with any of those. But if you want to be nice, it's nice to be nice. And if you really want to, if you really want to do it, you know, like Jesus does it and ask us to do it as well, it does begin with this idea that you know, we are willing to follow, we're willing to follow whatever example Jesus gives us and uh, tell other people, launch out of the boat, tell somebody else that Jesus really is for them. Matthew 28, here's another verse. Matthew 28, go, therefore go make disciples in your neighborhood. I don't know, maybe maybe like the grandma who invited the wrong Grandson, but invite someone, talk to someone, be a friend. Therefore, go make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So somehow we've got to be willing to make that our mission every single day, not just on a calendar, not just because it says it's Thursday, not just because it's the holiday every third Thursday of November we have Thanksgiving, but every single day that that really is a mission that we're on to share with others. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, but how can they call on, on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless somebody tells them? I've got a friend who uh, I'm coaching a little bit, and I'm coaching them so they can talk to their friend about Jesus. And, I, and I'm giving them some information. I'm giving them some things in the Bible to follow or just... Some, you know, may, maybe a few tips. And that's what it's about. That's what it really means to leave what's familiar and comfortable. And it means it's every day. It doesn't, it's not just Thursday I'm talking about. It's not just the Thanksgiving on the calendar and then we'll move on to Christmas. I'm talking about the best way for us to show our gratitude to God is that we do this every day of our life for the rest of our life as long as you are breathing that you leave the familiar so that you can reach other people and you can talk to other people so so they can believe too. How are they going to believe if somebody doesn't tell them? Say amen? Yeah, you've got to be willing to kind of move away from your comfort zone and go and help others. How can And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? So God has sent us. If you have a relationship with God... Um, and God wants you to go on a mission for him, and it sure, it could be on Thursday. Maybe it is this Thursday. Maybe you're going to invite somebody to your Thanksgiving dinner, and that would be a place to start, but it doesn't stop there. Maybe that's where you're going to cooperate, but don't stop there, but just keep it up and talk to people 
and go wherever you can and let other people know it's nice to be nice and I want to be nice to you and I've, I've figured out who this God is through Jesus and I want you to as well. And so talk to them and tell them because how else can they ever know unless somebody tell them? And so that's what this first point, that's the first takeaway is that we're going to have to be, be willing to go, let go of some safe and familiar traditions so we might find some better ones, leave behind the land of the familiar is what I jotted down there. It's not easy, but it is, it really is worth it. Keep tugging and pushing and pulling your way to do it God's way. You ever try to move a big old heavy, you ever try to move a big old heavy couch bed up some stairs? Man, I ain't never going to buy another one of them things again. Connie and I bought one of them big old things, got a couch bed in it, bought it in Texas, you know. Got all that metal stuff inside, weighs 100 million pounds. I don't know what it weighs, but I'm telling you what, I ain't never going to move another one in my life. You get that thing up in the air, or you're trying to climb some steps, or you're trying to go over some kind of railing, you're going to break your neck. Say, break my neck? That's what it's like trying to get some of you to change. It's like trying to tug and push a big old heavy sofa bed up some kind of stairwell that's really tight and bumping my elbows. I don't want to do this no more. I quit. So get somebody else. I don't want to do this. I, I, that's the trick. It's that we don't give up cooperating with God. It's great that this sounds like a good idea that we invite somebody to Thanksgiving dinner, but I'm asking you to do more than that. Anybody can do that. Heck, anybody can invite somebody to Thanksgiving dinner. That's pretty easy. But will you actually tell them, if they came, would you have some kind of conversation with them about how good God is and how we ought to bow our head and thank God for everything because if anything, good in li- if anything happens in life that's good, it's from God. Amen? Heck yeah, that's what you should be talking about. That's what all of us should be talking about every single day. Matthew chapter 13, For the people's heart has become callous. They hardly hear with their ears. And they've closed their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. People are stubborn, and they're not listening, and they've, you've got to work really hard sometimes to kind of get that big old heavy couch up those stairs, because they, maybe they don't want to talk about that, but, but I, it's just the truth, so... Follow Jesus by leaving behind the land of the familiar. Here's number two. I'll hurry and try to get through three more of these. Another thing, the first takeaway from Thanksgiving is we've got to follow Jesus by leaving behind some safe and familiar tra- tra- traditions so, so that we might find a better version of Thanksgiving that includes every single day, just not Thursday, November 20th. Every single day of our life. Here's the second thing. Follow Jesus and take a stand by by telling more of your story. Not my story, the preacher's story, or you know somebody else's story, but share stuff about Jesus that you've discovered that's really made a difference. You know, t- t- tell your story. Why, why is it so important to you? It's nice to be nice. So if you've got a great recipe for pumpkin pie or pecan pie, everybody wants to know what the recipe is, right? Say amen. If you've got a re- come on now, you got, are you asleep, awake, or in a coma? Have you already had the turkey and you got the, you got the coma already going on? It's the truth, guys. You know this. If we've got a great meal on the table and somebody's prepared something and worked really hard, everybody says, wow, this tastes terrific. This is so good. We want a recipe. I want, tell me more about it. Well, Jesus, come on now. Is there a better meal than having Jesus at the table? Amen. 
How do you find a better one? So we've got to be willing to share some of our story. That's the takeaway. And it can't just be Thursday because you get together with your family on Thursday. It's something that we do forever. Every day of our life, everywhere we can, getting, getting past our past and forward thinking when people are stuck in the past, follow Jesus, take a stand, share your story. Heck yeah, that's what it says. Look at the verse. Matthew chapter 9. Jesus went through all the towns. That's the part we read. All the villages. We should too. Teaching everywhere. Kroger, Walmart, Costco, church, football, basketball, where we're at. Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. So, Jesus wants us to be disciples who follow him and tell everybody else some of our story. Some of you are getting through grief because you've lost your spouse. Some of you are getting through uh, bankruptcy and you're underwater and you're working two or three jobs to try to try to make sure your kids have a home to live in in the future. We, everybody's got some kind of story. And I'm telling you guys... So the first thing is that you're going to have to let go of the safe and familiar kind of traditions because God might have something even better for us. And the second way that we follow Jesus is that we share some of our personal stuff about Jesus and what he's doing in our own life right now. That's what we've got to explain, that Jesus is helping me conquer my addiction to alcohol or I try to eat too much sugar and it's not good for me and I've got diabetic issues i don't know what it is romans chapter 10 consequently faith comes from hearing the message about jesus and what jesus is doing in your life and the message is heard through the word about christ so you've got to share jesus by your own story your own narrative the own way that you your own way your conversation not mine but yours just tell the guy tell the girl tell the person what Jesus is doing in your life right now, that's the best advice that I can find in the Bible for Thanksgiving with a twist. And this really is a different kind of twist. After you get past Psalm 100, and we're grateful for the blessings of God and His love endures forever throughout all generations. After we get through the napkin at the table, and everybody's had turkey and ham and dressing and pumpkin pie, what do you talk about? Besides football and friends and family and shopping on Good Friday or or Black Friday, or whatever day you're going to go. What do you talk about? Well, talk about something in your own story that might guide somebody else to really be curious and, and how we discovered, you know, how we learned more about God and Jesus. Who are you indebted to? Who sat down and explained it to you? You ought to sit down and explain it to somebody else. Say amen. Heck yeah, I'm telling you guys, somebody helped us. And, and so whoever that was, they were really important. I wrote a blog, I tell you what, I don't think I would have ever got out of high school geometry or college chemistry if it hadn't been for teachers that tutored me. Some of you got it easy. Some of you just got it natural. You're just brainiacs. I'm not. I'll tell you right now. 
I just didn't get it. I don't think I was very interested anyway. I don't think I was that interested when it came to high school algebra and college chemistry. I was like, I don't want to learn none of that. But some of my teachers set me down one-on-one -on -one and said, you need to get this. You need to learn it at least past test. And I did. I, I graduated high school. I even graduated college. Somebody had helped me. You got some friends that are just, I don't, they're not that interested. But you got to just persist. Say persist. If you're going to, if you're going to get somewhere, you're going to have to persist with sometimes people who are difficult, stubborn, and dull. Their porch light might be on, but there may not be anybody home until you wake them up. Like Jeff Foxworthy says. So, whoever it was that helped you, guided you, gave you the right paperwork to read, man, that's what you, you ought to be doing for somebody else. That's what we got to do is share part of our story. Matthew chapter 10, look at this. Everybody who finally figures it out. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny me. I will also deny before my Father in heaven. You're not going to get in heaven if you don't know Jesus. I hate to tell you that. I don't care how good your grandma was or grandpa was. I don't care how many Bibles you're carrying around right now. You ain't going to get in. You ain't getting in. Jesus is the way. He is the only way. Amen? I am the way, the truth, and life. There is no way to the Father except through me. He said it himself. John 10.10. 10. Good grief. So everyone who gets this, you know what my friend told me? My friend that I talked to you about just a minute ago, just a second ago, I told you I had a friend that I'm kind of coaching. My friend that I just told you I was coaching, and I said I, I was kind of giving them some stuff to talk about with their friend who doesn't know Jesus. Remember what I just said that just a minute ago? You still with me? Yeah. You know what they told me? They looked at me and they said, I never thought that I would ever be an evangelist for God. <laughs> and I said, guess what? You're up next. Yeah, it's your turn. This isn't just for the preacher, dude. I'm telling you guys, come on now. This is on you. This is on each of us in here, and you guys are behind that camera right now. This is what we're supposed to be doing. This is how it's nice to be nice. Not just feed somebody food on a plate, but you actually give them spiritual food that will last forever. And you talk to them about that, too. I don't mean in some bad way. I mean in some nice way that they'll listen to you, and you've got to persist because it's like trying to move a big old heavy couch up some stairs that weighs a ton. Like, they're not budging. You and God together can get it up the stairs. I don't know how you're going to do it. Twist and turn a little bit, but you can do it. God's, God's bigger than your problem, whatever that is. Amen? So just keep it up. Man, I done had to come down and look at you and eyeball you for a second. Because it's the truth, guys. I mean, tell you, don't just go eat all your food and think that's all there is to it on Thanksgiving. You really are in the evangelism business. If you are a disciple and follower of Jesus, it's your job to tell somebody else. And the best way you can do that is share your own story. It is the truth. And people who are denying Jesus right now, they're not getting in the pearly gate. 
So you just look across the table this week at who it is that's in denial that they need God. And if you just want to be forever in heaven without them, go ahead and just don't talk about anything like that. But they need to know and they need to decide for themselves that really God is for everybody and it's not too high on the shelf for anybody to reach. All right, that's two. Here's three. Here's three takeaways. I said there's four takeaways. I got four. Okay, here's, here's another one. Follow. If you're going to follow Jesus, you've got to kind of take the temperature, the condition of the crowd you're talking to. You've got to take the temperature in the neighborhood. Sometimes they're just not ready. Sometimes they're, they're just mad. They're mad about something, and you've got to be careful. But you've got to try and get the temperature, get it, seize the day, and take the moment. Look at verse 36, Matthew chapter 9. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed. That word in the Bible means confused. Uh, the NLT, New Living Translation, has confused. They were confused and harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. My goodness. They look like a bunch of sheep going in every direction. Somebody opened the gate and here they go. Like herding cats. Amen? It's a Saturday or Sunday and we say amen and you all run out that door. I don't know where you're going next. I mean, you're going like this. You're going like every nine, everybody's going everywhere. So take the temperature, look around, help people get turned around. When life seems perplexed, instead of just uh, letting them Google something on their phone, open your eyes. Kind of look at the the community and neighborhood where you live. Is there somebody across the street you should talk to? Now I'm getting personal. I got neighbors across the street. I don't live on a street. I live on a country road. I got neighbors. I wave at them, but I probably don't talk to them enough. I'm the preacher. Should we all talk to them? Probably. Probably so. We ought to talk to our neighbors, say hello. We ought to open our eyes, open the doors, maybe... Maybe all of us should. Give away stuff. Not just not just a meal, not just a free turkey, but we ought to be like the neighborhood watch program. Jesus people ought to be like the neighborhood watch program. I don't mean like calling the cops. I mean like the neighborhood watch. Like, how are you doing? Are are you sleeping good? Do you need anything? Is there anything I can do to help? We ought to be the neighborhood watch like a good shepherd. We ought to be a shepherd. We ought to be caring about the neighborhood. Say amen. Yeah, that's, that's really what we ought to be doing. We ought to follow Jesus like that. Take the temperature of the neighborhood and do what you can. Do what you can this week and every week, wherever you live, whatever you do. All right, let me finish this up. Following Jesus, another takeaway I think that makes... Thanksgiving, what Thanksgiving really should be. It's nice to be nice. If anything good happens in life, His love endures forever throughout every generation to me and my kids and your kids and everybody else's kids. 
we got to somehow deliver the goods. We got to get, we got to deliver the goods to the door. All right, look up just a second. I, I just, if you ordered something on Amazon Prime, you expect it's going to come quick. Say quick. You got to, if we ought to be at least as good as Amazon Prime and trying to get the message of Thanksgiving to people as fast as we can, that God is for everybody. Amen. I mean, we just like clap our hands like Amazon brought it to the door and it just got here like there goes my ring doorbell. And surely to goodness we could try to do the thing with God and sharing good news and it's nice to be nice. And what I'm talking about, surely we could do it the same way. Nobody's hopeless. Share good news and share good stories that are contagious Matthew chapter 9, 37, 38. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Not many people will do that, Jesus said. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Like my friend I told you a moment ago that I'm trying to coach and help him become a, an evangelist. So we got to pray more. you got to plow more before you're going to have a harvest. Pray for sure. But I hear you guys tell me all the time that you're praying for such and such. You've got to do more than just pray. I mean, praying, you start with that. Pray first. But you've got to plow a little bit, buddy. You, if you're going to grow, if you're going to plant seed, the gospel seed, you've got to plow a little bit. You're not going to have a harvest until you plow a little ground. Amen? So sure, let's pray. I'll pray with you. Let's pray. Who you want to pray for? But if that's all you're doing, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to grow anything. You've got to plow and plant some gospel seed if something's going to grow a harvest. And that's how it works. We ought to be able to deliver the goods and say, yeah, I know how to do that. I'm getting some coaching here. I know how to do that. Partner with God. Reach our potential. Not just a preacher, but not just a youth minister, not just an elder. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 paraphrases it. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. Just keep on doing it. Keep on doing good things. And God will open the door. Eventually, pray and plow and plant some gospel seed. Make sense? Amen? I sound like a country preacher, but it's the truth. It is the truth. I'm trying to tell you something on Thanksgiving that really does matter besides just family and friends and football. And I like all that too. But we need to take, we need to take what we can from Jesus' four takeaways. And we need to do our best. Leave behind some of the safe and familiar traditions for some better ones at Thanksgiving tables. And share our own Jesus stuff wherever we can, our own Jesus story. Kind of take the temperature of the neighborhood or the people around your table on Thanksgiving Day and then deliver Jesus like Amazon Prime to somebody that's sitting across the table from you. Tell them that Jesus is for them too. There are big farmers and there are little farmers and there are pig farmers and potato farmers. There are old farmers and young farmers, successful farmers and sorry farmers. But these two truths will never change. All farmers everywhere are dependent upon God who is the giver of the rain. And at harvest time, you've got to have workers and lots of them.
if you're really going to make a crop. We need God in each other at Thanksgiving and every day. Bottom line, Jesus teaches us that it really is a lot of hard work. It is like farming. And I don't care what kind of farmer you are, but make the most of your opportunities for God and for each other. And we really are God's plan for evangelism, for sharing good news and good stories with everybody at Thanksgiving and every day. Leave behind some things. Share your own Jesus story. Take the temperature and understand the condition of your neighborhood. And then deliver the real goods, the gospel message that God really is for everybody. Say amen. Yeah, a real disciple. How much are you willing to give? Well, I'll give you a turkey. I got one in the freezer. Well, that's good. Let's start there. But how much are you willing to give if you're a disciple? If you're a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, you'll give anything. You'll give everything. Jesus gave everything. And so... I hope you will too. Grab your communion cup, you guys. Grab the plates. You guys who are online with us, grab that too. Romans chapter 5, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read it again. Therefore, since we have been justified, made right through faith, you don't have to lay awake at night worrying about things or get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep. What am I going to do? Stop worrying about stuff. Therefore, since we have been justified, made right with God through faith and Jesus, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Make peace again. Make peace. You're not God. You can't fix everything, but He can. He's bigger than your problem. So find your peace, the peace that passes all understanding. Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? God loves you so much He gave Jesus. The bread? And the cup. Father, we are grateful. We are grateful for a pause in our work schedule this week. It's going to change. Thursday and Friday, a lot of people will not be going to work. They'll be with families and friends. And they will enjoy football, families and food, laughter. It will be a lot of fun. May it go beyond that. May we go beyond just the obvious. And may we realize that the love that you have for us, that it endures forever. And it goes beyond every day and every calendar and every month and every year. And this love that you have for people like us, we really are blessed because of Jesus and his sacrifice for us that makes us at peace with you. Thank you for that peace that we have with you, God, because of Jesus who took our place. In his name we pray. Amen. Drop the cups in the basket.
drop your offering in a plate, put your money in that tie jug for the man buckets. We'll try to add to our buckets for the worthy people, worthy men that we're going to try to bless this week. And you guys who are home, join us uh, next weekend online and in person for Momentum Part 3. Have a great Thanksgiving. Remember the takeaways from Matthew chapter 9. Go back and review it maybe. Everybody look at Psalm 100 on Thursday on your napkin. Those five verses, probably a good place to start. God loves you. We love you too. You guys who are here, let's sing another song with the band. <laughs>